Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, as always, Tim Taylor. Yes, sir. Tim, let's just start this out. We had a goalie goal. Yeah, we like, did. I mean, I've I've watched this probably, no joke, 50 times from all the different angles possible. And it's just, it doesn't get old. It feels like he's going to have another one in his career. Like, it feels like he, like, tried something addictive. <laughs> I, I feel like it's now, now Swayman is going to get one. I mean, he Ooh. had that one earlier this year where he missed by, like, inches. Yeah. Um, so he kind of got one up. He got one up, and now Swayman has to do it at home. That I mean, I think the place would blow, the roof would blow off. I mean, it, he was close at earlier this year, and the place almost did blow up. Oh, my gosh. I wish that was at home, but such a sick goal nonetheless. And the fact that, like, only, well, first of all, no Bruins goaltender has ever done it and the fact that only like 12 or 13 or so other um goalies have ever done it is pretty wild so he's the 16th or it's the 16th goalie goal okay it's the 16th goalie goal but there's a couple guys with a couple dude they're over a hundred years old the league like so yeah. the, the people that are like it's it would like he just he scored a goal like who cares like it is what it is there's nobody even in the net it's like man you guys really must be a ton of fun like all the at time at parties yeah. yeah you're just like you're the most fun person I've ever met yeah you could see like if you go back and watch the replay or like there were people that took still shots or whatever and pointed out even the Vancouver fans are like losing their minds. Like I would have, oh, yeah. if a goalie scored that against us, I would have been excited. Like it is, it's something you never see, ever see. I think it was cool because it like kind of mattered. Like it, like yeah. it was to stamp them out. It For wasn't sure. like as time expired. It wasn't like four to one, and the and the net was empty, and and they he scored, and it was five one. Like that that if he doesn't score that and they block it and shoot it in, I mean it's tied up. Yeah, Th- there was exactly. high stakes on that, and. I mean, obviously he felt like he had enough time, and clearly he did. But he, I mean, he put that thing way up there too. It's I crazy! Don't know, it's the it's the first Bruins one. Uh, yeah, sixteenth goalie goal ever. Yeah, dude, that's 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 wild. That is so much less than one a year. It's not, it's not even funny. <laughs> I saw a thing on uh, on Twitter that was like. Uh, Olmark has a goal and a shutout, and McDavid has never had a shutout. So who's really the best player in the league? I love that. That's my <laughs> shit right there. That's the best. It's it's I hilarious. Oh man. But oh. I mean, speaking of of McDavid, looking pretty all right right now. We're watching this game at right. You know, we're in the middle, in between the second and third period, recording this episode of the Edmonton Bruins game tonight, and I had texted a friend before the game. That is at the game. And I said, look, I don't I, I, I want to win this game, but I really just don't want to end up on McDavid's highlight reel. And so far, he's got the only two goals that the Oilers have. One of them, the first one was whatever. I mean, he Swayman should have saved it, but it's McDavid. The second one, I mean, he just kind of deked around Swayman like it was like he, he was in Pee Wee. Uh I th- this he's 
he really is on another level, and it, and it amazes me every time I see him play. In I'm not there at the game, obviously, but like I also don't watch a lot of Edmonton games. But every time I watch them play the Bruins, or if I happen to catch another game, I mean, he's he really is playing a different game than everyone else, and he makes it look so effortless. And I mean, he's we're playing he's playing the best team in in one arguably in history if they keep this pace up that they're going. And he's just making them look like fools. So I always try to imagine it's like, could you picture him being on a team that was, that's good? Like imagine no. him playing with players that are that are nasty. Like if he was on the Rangers right now, it's done. It's a wrap. Like they 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 win the cup. Or if he's on the Bruins right now, like it's just he's not playing with players aside from Drysaddle. And yes, of course, there's some good players on Edmonton. But like if he was on a good team, that'd be <laughs> scary. Yeah, I mean, even like the Islanders have some good or, talent. Yeah, uh, he's he's going to make Montreal a better team than the like. It's he's making any team a playoff team, and it's it's interesting to see which which of the teams in today's NHL he he would lead to a title because it's a lot of them. But one of them that it's not, and and I really believe that for the season, and I know they're playing all right. Is is the Oilers? I, I just I don't think he's going to win there. So yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like it's only a matter of time if they if this continues the way that it's going, and I and I feel a similar way about about Toronto. Like, yeah, they have so much potential and they have great players, and they should be, you know, they should be making it past the first round. Let's be honest. But like, if they keep losing in the first round, Austin Matthews cannot stay there. Like, that's another type of guy where I'm like, you you're wasting your talent on a team that you know, because of him taking so much money doesn't help, but like you're wasting your talent on a team that's never going to win. So I just, the thing with Toronto is that they are trying. They just can't win their way out of a bag. Like they're, they, they make stupid, they throw stupid money around to try to yeah bolster this team up. Uh, and, and it turns out to be like really stupid moves and literally stupid money. Right. Uh, but like with McDavid, uh, you know, we we don't have much, much. We have appreciation, but we don't have much love for Peter Shirelli on this podcast. I don't think. Uh, you know, he's not. He doesn't do those things. He's not doing those things in Edmonton. Uh, I think he's just trying to have his seat there. I don't even know if it's still him. But that team's just not going to pull in talent. And like, they're lucky they got McDavid. And the next time they're going to have someone even close to his caliber is when they're you know, the worst team in the league and they draft him first overall. But that's, I mean, we're talking, we're talking an, a, a Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky type player. Like he's not Gretzky, but he could be. I mean, you never know what the, what the longevity uh, is and, um, and what happens. But like, we're, we're talking about a generational player. Like I, I find it very hard to believe that we're going to see another McDavid, but at the same time, we didn't think that we would see another Gretzky or another Ovechkin scorer. And like McDavid's putting up, he just scored 50, his 50th goal of the season. Yeah, this is his 50th goal. And there's yep. still, and there, therefore we are on his highlight reel for the entire season. now, Right. But there's what, 30 games left. I mean, or close to it, give or take. I mean, yeah. So he could end up with 65, like, and that's not out of the realm of possibility. 65 feels like that should be like the line from here. It's like you kind of expect like the Vegas odds to be is he going to score 15 goals or or less or more. There was like one day where 
Pasta was within one goal of him, and now he's like 10 goals behind. Yeah. I mean, it's it's absurd what this guy can do, and I guess it sounds like we're a, we're a McDavid podcast right now, but, I mean, it's just, it, it really is. like You got to appreciate greatness, and we do that For sure. Here. I mean, we definitely do that here, and he's just, you know, it's not the first time. It's just, you know, it's a little more relevant now because he's we're, we're in the moment of him you know, potentially he's knocking on the doorstep of a hat trick against the bees with, with a whole, a full period to play. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible what he can do. And I don't know. I, I think it'd be cool if the Oilers were relevant and a good team. I think it's pretty obvious. It's not a destination, you know, even people from Canada don't necessarily want to go to Edmonton. Yeah. And I don't know, like, like that's why I say, I mean, there's no way that he can stay there. Right. But I guess it really all depends on what the league looks like when his contract is up, what the team looks like when his contract is up, and who's willing to pay that kind of money. Everybody in the league that has the money would be willing to pay him. I mean, he's the best player literally in the world. I don't think it's willing, it's able. Right. And, and you know, there's far fewer teams. And it's just like when you look at what he's really worth – I think it's going to be I I think it's going to be a situation where he gets paid more than any guy we've ever seen in the history of hockey. And it 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 ends up crippling that team, you know? Yeah, and I that's think the these, problem these too. The CBAs get ahead of themselves. We've seen it with the NBA, like they are gradually on the rise, but they got that big spike and like Timothy Mozgov got 20 million for 4 years that he played one of them and we never saw him again. Like so many bad contracts come out of these CBA pops and they have the quick like or the, the salary pops, they have the quick CBA agreements. They get these guys a lot of money and that allow the superstars to get way, way, way more money. And then the league doesn't keep it that high consistency. And it the way it falls apart is just, you know, this team can only afford this superstar. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, you don't, he's not going to go to a team like the Coyotes or the Ducks who are at literally the bottom of the barrel because it's, what, what's the difference in like, why would you uproot your whole life to go to a team that's just as bad or or worse, you know what I mean? Like if you're the just city gonna... of Anaheim does not deserve Connor McDavid, is, <laughs> but that's a separate, Dude, there, separate. Yeah, topic. there's so much hate in your heart for Anaheim. Yeah, I think McDavid in the five thousand cap room is is less of a travesty than him playing for the city of Anaheim. <laughs> wow, <laughs> let's go dogs! Let's go dogs! Hey, they have they have great they have some great history as well. I mean, I know it's not it's it's not the longest history, but I mean, guys like Team I don't even hate Paul Korea. It's like franchise. I like Team I like Paul Korea. I liked when they had that nasty line of uh, Perry Getzlav, and I'm forgetting the third guy. Like that, I've enjoyed the Ducks. I like when they're good. God, I hate the fans. God, I hate the people. (laughs) I hate Anaheim. I just hate Anaheim. It's not even the franchise. Let's go, dogs. Let's go, dogs. Are you wearing that stupid mask right now? Um, actually. Oh God! All right, never mind. I am. Now I am. <laughs> I can hear it. It sounds different. <laughs> um, but let's get back to talking about the Bruins, who we actually do this podcast about. Um, how about the trade? How do you feel about that? Sick, uh, you know, pretty upset to see Craig go, but I think we, you know, we knew this was coming. It, It's crazy to have him on waivers and then be able to get this trade, and I know it took a, a, a bevy of picks 
to really make this trade happen. And Craig Smith wasn't the piece of this trade, but he was a piece of this trade. Uh, so I like to think that, like, uh, you know, we did get something for him in this, uh, even though, again, to reiterate and stress, this was a win now move. These are very impending, important draft picks that we that now do not belong to us anymore. And that's the type of move that I move that I needed to see out of Sweeney. And that's what we've been wanting to see with the with the end of Bergeron is win now moves. And, and I really, really like this one. So De- depth on both sides, yes. just like I, it's just it covers everything, and I, I just I'm I don't care about picks right now. I don't like I, I'm I I'm willing. We've been willing to sell the farm for three years. Who am I to say you gave up too much for this? This is exactly the type of move that I've been begging Sweeney to make since we started this podcast, and he made it. That's how I feel. I re- I'm really happy with this trade. Well, and and that's the thing is like we definitely have to give Sweeney so much credit for this trade specifically because I didn't think he had this in him. This is like beyond me. I mean, neither did Felino apparently. I mean, he oh, literally yeah. was like, I, "It it shocks me that we could get guys of this caliber in the, on this team with how good we're playing and how good we're doing." And and here's the most like exciting part about this trade for me that or a couple things is that one you weren't able to even make this trade possible without getting rid of Craig Smith because that frees up space. um, It frees up a roster spot again. And then the other thing is you gave up a first round pick in this year's draft where if we win the cup or if we make a deep run, that that pick is at the end of the draft anyway. The end of the first round. It's like right now the Vegas odds are that's the worst pick in the league. Right. You know, if you want to if you want to look at who's projected to win the title, you can flip that the same exact way. Right Exa- now, exactly. that that pick is projected to be the first, the worst first round pick in the league. And I and don't care. I don't care it, unless it's top fifteen. I don't care. I don't even think that it's got to be like top five, top ten in order for yeah. us to be like. Oh man, that was a big pick to give up. Yeah, and and you know, the we, other the other big plus to this is that Sweeney brought in two guys that are will be extremely helpful to this team without disrupting what this team already has. Like getting rid of Craig Smith opened up that roster spot, and they got nastier, which is exactly what they needed. They didn't need like a top a top two scoring. I mean, of course that that would be great, but. Our top two lines are, are playing amazing, and they seem to have that kind of chemistry. And it's just that wasn't the need. So it wasn't like go out there and give up four things for Patrick Kane for uh, for an expiring rental. It was go out there and get tougher and go out there and bolster the back end and make the defense better. And now my only struggle with this is who who sits and who plays. Because it, it basically comes down to Clifton and Grizzlick are the odd, man, odd men out at this point. Clifton sat the first game that Orlov was in, and then Grizzlick is now sitting tonight, I believe, um, against the Oilers. And, and it's tough because they both bring two totally different things to the table. Uh, Clifton brings the nasty. He brings the toughness, which is what I like in the playoffs, which is what's necessary in the playoffs. But Grizzlick is tied or was tied as of a couple days ago with... Lindholm for the best plus minus in the league. So it's really hard to sit a guy like that. And then it's really hard to sit a guy like like Clifton, who's played definitely the best season of his career. And again, brings that toughness and that nasty, which is what you need in the playoffs. So 
it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do down the road. I don't know what your thoughts are or who you would sit in that scenario, but, I mean, those are really the only the two guys you can sit. Uh, we want a depth. I like the versatility of it. I don't, I don't, I'm not married to one, one guy or the other has that spot. Uh, I, I like a rotation. I mean, if, if one of them's far and away better and clearly helping the team, then yeah, I, I think you go with that guy. But I think right now it's like, yeah, it's a tough decision. These are the type of tough decisions that are very good to be in. Right. It's a, it's a great uh, problem to have. It's a spoil of riches. This is good. A very good problem to have. And, uh, you know, I, I, I see a world where both guys in, in, in a healthy team, knock on wood, both guys still have a spot in the playoffs and, you know, maybe flipping off who's a healthy scratch by series or by game. I could see it. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, we know from plenty of wow. The, the Before I even say this, it sounds so everybody's going to hate me for saying it. <laughs> we we know from experience being in the playoffs so often that like you it, it really does change game to game. Like if there's a game right where you go out it's game 2 and you get absolutely smoked out there and you're getting not not goal wise but like you're getting beat up every single hit, every single thing, you're you're losing physicality the entire game. The next game you put Clifton in there. And yes, he's not going to be it's not like putting Lucic in there, but it's like you put in a guy who can combat that, who can come after them and and hit back and not not take like like Grizzlick is not a tough player when it comes to that. Um so it's very easy to swap out in the playoffs game by game like you're saying, and I think it's like you said it's a good problem to have and it's necessary. I agree. I agree. I'm stoked. I'm ready. Orlov is far and away deserving to be in the top four to me. So I don't know. I'm loving it. So far, so good. I mean, I think that uh, he was a minus one in the first game, but I mean, it's it, it is what it is. I mean, the guy came in and had one practice too. So um, I want to circle back to Sweeney really quick and how smart it is to target a team like the Capitals, who aren't out, but they're not going to win this year. No, but why are they? Why are they selling so much? Like that's that's I, what I, I want to know. I mean, because maybe, maybe to try to gear up to make this type of a push around Ovechkin towards the end of his career. That's a I fair point. You, I think you were just kind of dealing with a ride it out roster, and you know Ovi's gonna s- play till he hits the mark and go, and that's a couple years and. Sell now, maybe suck next year, see what you can get the year after, or you know, sell sell now at the deadline, see what you can get in the offseason. You know, the the rebuilding isn't necessarily as long and arduous as it used to be. No, and I mean, and you also have to think about the players that they still have too. I mean, they have Oshi and they have Tom Wilson and they have Carlson and they still have like legitimate players that you can build a team around. If they slot in a handful of other players around that. I mean, they're just they're right back in it, and, and again, they're not even out of it right now. They got rid of a guy who's now playing on our fourth line and a, and a very solid defenseman. But that's not a make or break for their team moving forward. And like you said, I mean, maybe next year's a little rough, and the salary cap goes up in the off season or whatever it is, and they and they make some moves and do if they can do the right thing, like they're right back in it, and they're just as scary with a fifty goal scorer or 40, 40 to fifty goal scorer. 
Is that good? I think. I mean, I don't know. It's working out for McDavid right now. He's got 50. Yeah, not bad. That's all right. I would love to see Pasta end the season with 50. I believe in that. I think it's possible. It's, I think it's very possible. I'm yeah. a little... I'm a little uh, upset about Marshan's like scoring slump a little bit here it's you know I don't even think he's broke I don't even think he broke 20 yet and and yes I understand that he was out for a handful of games or or for a while uh, at least a month right and but he came back hot and then he really like cooled off for a while he's he's definitely still like doing what he needs to do out there and he's he's contributing and helping the team and he is a leader and he is important very important to this team but usually we see him get on a hot streak at some point and we haven't really seen that since he came back aside from at the very beginning yeah so i'm hoping that he comes around and look if he wants to save it until the playoffs please do i don't care yeah we don't need the wins right now (laughs) season stats are cool I, yeah, and then not important to me. Well, not important to them either. I mean, Marshan has said on multiple occasions now. He's like, we do not care about any, any history or any breaking of records. Like none of that matters to us. Regular season means nothing if you lose in the playoffs. So, and, and I love that that is their mentality. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's starting to seem inevitable that we're gonna probably win the President's Trophy if we continue the way we're going. Um, yeah, which is the worst part of this year. Yeah, yeah, if that's the worst part, then I'd rather be the best team in the league and not get that piece of cursed hardware. I'd rather be in second place by one point. Yeah, in the league. <laughs> yeah, give it to Carolina. I don't care. Oh, please. Can we donate it when we win? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They need some trophies. Um. You know. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's only so many things that we can say about this team. I mean, they just keep finding ways to win. That Seattle game was absolutely insane. So fun. It was bad. super fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, bad game, but super fun. Yeah. Um, Schleiman was rough in that. Uh, but you know, that was the one I wanted them to win. They did it. Uh, it really jumped through hoops to pull it off, but did it. So, starting on March 9th, the Bruins have a game every other day for the rest of the month. And a few back-to-backs, actually. Actually, every weekend is a back-to-back. So, their schedule in March is just insane. Jeez. Yeah. I kind of hate how long they had off at at the All-Star break now. Pretty much. That's fun for us, but I don't love that for them. I don't love it going into the playoffs. It just seems yeah. like a way to wear them down. That's an exhausting way into the playoffs. Good thing we have seven defensemen. Yeah. Pretty crucial. Damn. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't like that. Again, great for us, but oof, it's a lot of hockey. Yeah. Well, right into the playoffs. I'm hoping that they they I don't know. I'm really hoping that they start to rest some players as far as not rest them, but like shorten Bergeron's minutes and, and things like that. Like they don't want him to be benched or, or I don't want there to be Providence guys in there over him. But I think that they don't need to to 
they don't need to push his minutes to the max like they have been. And I know that it seems like they're kind of pulling off of that a little bit now, which is good. But um, I just hope they continue that way because we do need we do need these guys to make a, a, a deep run. Like, And I think Swayman, I honestly think that Swayman's going to need to take a bulk of the remaining games because we need Allmark to be ready for come playoff time. Yeah, and he should. And honestly, I think Swayman needs it. If we're going to pretend like we can maybe have two viable options at goalie in the playoffs. Yeah, I would be very surprised if Swayman plays any games unless we were like, unless for some reason the series was us, we were up 3 nothing or something. But even then, I, I, it would be kind of hard to see that happening. But it, it doesn't hurt to have two great goalies, and that's what we've had all year so far. So Exactly. Do you do you want to talk about the other side? You want to talk about the Celtics? Oh, I want to shout out something that I forgot to do on last week's podcast. What's that? Um, the greatest loss of the season. <laughs> okay. We had no business taking the Bucks to overtime or damn near overtime with no one on the floor. Literally nobody. I remember now that I'm, glad I'm not that you bring afraid that of the Bucks anymore. No. I, I'm afraid of all Western Conference teams. That's it. You know, I, I think I think we said this before, and I, I say this about the Bruins too. It's like this is this is their year to lose. Both teams. It's like they are they could be their own worst enemy when it comes to crunch time. And you know, it, we're we're seeing that the last couple games, right? Tatum hasn't been what Tatum has been all year and they're not they're coming close to losing or they're losing games because of it so it's like if Tatum is is cold and if Brown is out or cold it we're back to square one with like we really need these other guys and these depth guys to like step up and and win some games for us or at least get points for us you know pretty remarkable how uh good Jalen Brown has been not only playing, but shooting in this face mask. I think he's got to keep it rest of the year. I, I, he's fantastic in it. I wish we had him tonight. We did not. Tough loss to the Knicks tonight. Couldn't get anything going. Um, and the Knicks played a great game. The Knicks are playing good basketball since the break. Uh, since January, really. Tough loss, but I can't. Who did they pick up at the deadline? Josh Hart, which is a big pickup. It's well, they had just said very solid. I saw the 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 graphic today that said they've been six and zero since they picked him up. Yeah, there you go, and which is impressive. It, yeah, this made either six or seven for that. So, yeah, it's it's annoying. It's annoying to lose these games, but they, they they're a good team, you know. And we were down our hottest guy right now, you know, uh, Tatum hasn't been best game. Tatum's played in two weeks was the all-star game. And you know, <laughs> that's, that's not ideal. No. So I will say, I mean, back to the, back to the Brown thing real quick. I know that we were talking about like, Oh, it's going to be cool to see him in a mask and all that just because it, you know, it's rare, but I mean, he definitely has those. He, he, Got himself on, on a poster for the for the All Star game and for another dunk recently with the mask on. Like it just looks sick. The the shots that they're getting of him dunking, like 
it's, it just looks so awesome. Like, I want to put that picture up. Yeah. It's, uh, he, he looks so sick. He's, yeah. Uh, everyone does. I thought they banned the black mask. I'm pretty sure they did, but I'm sure that it's clearly they undid that, which they needed to. Either There's that no or they're like, it. we're going to find you. And he's like, okay, I'll just pay it. Yeah. It's worth paying for. Yeah. It's so tight. It's also probably less confusing. You like think? this clear, clear mask you can see through. Yeah. Not only that, but it probably has more like glare to it. Glare. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's more difficult to play in that just because of the pigment and like what are like the, you know, translucency and all that crap. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool. Whatever. I mean, we were looking forward to it. I mean, unfortunate circumstance, but for like, what it was, yeah, 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 it's still it's still pretty awesome. I mean, like I said, you rarely see that, and I don't know. I mean, how many guys every year end up with a mask? Like, I I don't watch as many games as you do, but like, is it fairly common throughout the season that a couple guys end up with having to wear them? Yeah, really. I feel like it's a couple times a year. Hmm. Either way. Or I feel like it's a guy a year. Yeah. Like, everyone breaks an orbital bone once. Yeah. Ugh, dude, that sounds like a nightmare. LeBron had it not too long ago, and Beat had it not too long ago. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Happens more than goalie goals. <laughs> a lot more. Happens as much as you would think goalie goals happen. About right. Once a year. Yeah. Um, there was another another thing I wanted to, to ask you about the Celtics, and now I just can't remember it. it, it I I lost it, but um, we have a tough schedule coming up, or are we kind of looking like we got some easy games that we could try to get back into the swing of things? Um, you know, I want to beat anybody right now. Yeah, um, of course. But no, yeah, it's Cavs on Cavs on Wednesday. It's gonna be a a tough one. I, I don't know that we'll have Jalen back for that one. Uh, I think we're better than this Cavs team. I think this Cavs team is on the rise, but uh, as people may remember, we have lost a lot to them this year. So, um, yeah, definitely looking looking forward to that one. Then we got Brooklyn, which could be annoying. Knicks again. Cleveland again. Portland, Atlanta. Yeah, you know. Some easier West Coast teams coming up in the mix and some East Coast t- challenges, we'll say. Good. I mean, I think that they need a challenge. I mean, obviously, they, they've struggled a little bit as of late, but they, they need to get back into being what they have been. And I think maybe this is just kind of, you know, there is a point in the season, too, where it's like this is the long stretch before the playoffs, and this is like, where it starts to feel like a drag a little bit as far as, you know, we've we've done so much throughout the year, we've played so well, and we're going to drop a few games here and there. It's just, an, like, inevitable. Um, but hopefully they can turn it around, figure out where it's coming, w- what the issues are. And not that they're playing that poorly either. I mean, they didn't lose. They're not losing. They're not getting blown out or anything, but um, they just they got to figure it out. Yeah. <clears throat> They're, I mean, they're coming back from significant deficits. That Philly game was wild. Uh, the Philly and Seattle game were, like, perfect, like, hand-in-hand, hand, like, fun win, 
bad game type deal. Um, but I almost wish they let the Embiid shot count just because it would have been more entertaining. But yeah, this I, the Celtics shouldn't they they should have won that game handily and they didn't. Yeah, there's some kinks to work out post deadline, and Missoula is clearly figuring out rotations. Um, by the way, shout out Joe Missoula, our new permanent head coach. Let's go. Another thing we haven't addressed yet on this podcast. You um, happy about that? I mean, I feel like obviously that yeah. was that was the right choice, right? I th- yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I'm none of us really understand whatever happened, but yeah, if it's if it's never going to be email again, then yeah, fine. Well, that's clearly, yeah, that's clearly out the window. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Quinn Snyder going to the Hawks today. That's that's rough. Quinn Snyder's a great head coach. Hawks Hawks could get annoying here, but also Trey Young might be a poison, and that's my hope. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, I'm. We got to figure it out. We got to keep letting people get healthier. Sit Tatum, maybe. If if Brown's out on Wednesday, sit Tatum, maybe. I don't know. I think his wrist is pretty jammed up and. He needs a little bit of a break. Um, what? Let's let's wrap this podcast up with something that we haven't had in a while. Um, I don't know if oh you boy. know this, but we have a call from uh, from the Badger. Oh, he's back, baby. He's out of his den or hole or whatever, wherever badgers live. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. Maybe a hole. Maybe a Are den. They, they're underground, right? They're, creatures uh, i don't know but <laughs> let, let's see what the badgers got to say about this i hope badger chimes it's been a bit so he could he could kind of go off here all right all right let's go well some stuff's happened so yeah that's true hey fellas badger here checking in uh it's been a little while lots happened so i'll just get right into it uh first off that cracking game was unbelievable i mean they're off a, a long flight just getting adjusted to the West Coast time time difference and go out and win a track meet. Uh, any other time, you let up five goals, you don't feel great about it. Um, but Swayman, I mean, he had a season high 41 save, so he was getting peppered all night long. And the fact that they tied it up and then and went ahead in the uh, last three minutes there, it lets you walk away feeling incredible. I mean, I got one in the morning, I'm down here screaming like a banshee while my neighbor's <laughs> stomping on the floor telling me to shut the fuck up, but, you know, that guy can suck a pickle. Uh, suck a pickle. And then we got a good wing there against the Canucks. They, they capped off uh, with a goal from Almach, so so he must lead the league in goals against average and goals for as a goalie now. Um, so you're feeling good, feeling good. They got a Facts. tough stretch coming up. I think it's something like 17 games in, in uh 32 days end of february here going through march so it's gonna be tough on them physically uh now i'm sure you guys have touched on the trade my only uh concern about this trade is was there a little dust up between hathaway and uh mcavoy in the past i feel like you know he they had something that that they've had a couple scuffles not just one here so just wondering if that could uh could cause any problems personally i think he's gonna be a sneaky fan favorite guy loves to Loves to hit people. Uh, he's kind of a local guy. I know he's from Maine, went to Phillips Andover, uh, and then at college in, in Rhode Island, right? So he's, he's oh, been all around New England. Uh, so I think he'll be he'll be a big fan. Uh, also, here in 11 and a quarter for pasta, uh, if that's the real deal and, and, and that could get it done, I don't know what the hell we're waiting for. Uh, besides that, I don't have much on the Celtics. I would love to hear what you guys have to say about uh, Tatum's new shoe. <laughs> I think it might be the ugliest fucking thing in the game. Um, but let's get your opinion there. Uh, good talking to you guys. I'll be back soon. 
<laughs> wow. Please come back soon. Absolutely. Oh, I miss the Badger. I learned shit from the Badger there. Dude, he's like a history buff, huh? I guess so. He, I, I thought he was gonna. He's say, a New England hockey guy. Know yeah. where they went to high school, buff. I thought sure. he was gonna say Hathaway's like social security number or something too. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Um. Uh, man. So, all right. To unpack, what you got? Like a six pack over there, or what? No, I threw away one one singular <laughs> cup into a tin can. <laughs> Fucking wish I did. Jesus. Uh, sorry, I'm penny. Uh, uh, Let's let's start. <coughs> let's let's break this down a little bit. Don't know about the uh, about the dust up there between Hathaway and and McAvoy. I, if it sounds right, I, I think he. I is remember right. the one thing I remember about Hathaway is effing hating him. Of course, but he's one of he's those a guys. Guy on guy on your team, you love him. Guy on the other team, you don't yep. like him. I don't remember anything. Like I don't have like plays in my head of like specific like very dirty like egregious stuff i just have like he's no he's a just prick. a pain he's annoying and yeah. yeah i i and i i feel like that might translate to the locker room it's they they know how he is and they're you know in a good I'd way imagine. or a bad way what do you mean by that the same way we mean it yeah you kind of hate you playing against him. him he's annoying yeah. you love when he's on your team exactly he's not he's nowhere near Mar- marshawn's antics it's not like we got a problem on our hands you know yeah He's just he's tough. He's a, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's gonna go out there and take someone's head off if he needs to. So I don't know. I I, I don't know what he's referring to either. It sounds familiar to me too. But uh, hopefully bygones gone by. I haven't heard anything of it other than the Badger bringing it up. So yeah. But um, yeah. His neighbor suck a pickle. Big fan of that. <laughs> so um, he is he is he is underground. Yeah, so there you go. You, or at least, or at least below a neighbor. There you have it. Um, I guess that's not necessarily underground, but I do like to think that he has a basement unit. Oh, I totally believe that. <laughs> so let, let's see what your thoughts actually are on the shoe, on the Tatum shoe. Dude, I I don't know if I've seen him yet. So here we go. We'll, we'll get the live reaction right now. There's a couple different. Uh, I think there's like a pink lemonade color or something like. Uh, already out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, I think he had a couple different ones, color wise. Like, okay, so we got a hole in the middle of the bottom. Oh yes, yep. The the JT one zoo is that what it's called? I I I don't hate, I don't hate these. I don't know. I don't hate them. I mean, it is what it is. I it's like a basketball these. shoe. Like I, you know, it's not really my. I, I don't think I can pull off a you basketball shoe. It. Yeah, you don't. You, I've never seen you try. Maybe it's time. These green and gold ones, I kind of, I kind of like. I don't like. I wish the green was a little more Celtic green than mint. But no, I, I kind of like these. I kind of like these badger. He said, that, "Yeah, I mean, the ugliest. What do you say? The ugliest thing that ever was on planet yeah, Earth." Or something? And he and he probably buys Steph Curry's Under Armors every year. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Who nah, knows? he you know he's never gonna do that after they they won in the uh finals last year. Yeah, but before that he was. Before that was, he definitely was, yeah. Yeah. Now he's buying he's still buying Gordon Hayward's new balance every year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> did you see the yeah, pink I kinda like him. You I see the like pink him. lemonade? Uh, yeah, I did. I scrolled right past. <laughs> Terrible. 
Well, terrible. I mean, I guess depending on what color you want, they're, they're it's a good looking shoe. I'll give them that. That's I just like a, it. I just like it's a good know. basketball it's like shoe. The, it's a good basketball shoe. It's just like the the colors like that. It's just like, and I I I like that the NBA can wear colors, but I I still think it's way cooler when they're relevant to the team. Yeah, I agree. I just think it looks sicker if you can get your own custom like team colors. I just oh. think that's cooler than like here he's got he's got pink lemonades on as the Celtics are in all black tonight. And I'm like that doesn't look tight to me. It's just like okay, he's got a completely unmatching wardrobe and whatever. Um one last thing that I'll leave I'll leave this episode on because I do want to get your opinion. How do you feel about the uh the Ben Affleck led Air Jordan movie? Have you not seen the trailer what? for this? No, I don't. I don't know what? what you're talking about. So he's a basketball movie guy now, huh? He did a, that coaching one on Netflix. This is specifically a movie about the Air Jordan, and Matt Damon is the guy that gets him, gets Jordan, or gets his parents or whatever to to like agree to make a shoe with Nike when they were they were nobody as far as basketball shoes go and all that stuff and. Um, you you definitely have to watch the the trailer for this. I'm curious to see what your opinion is. We'll we'll have to circle back and you'll have to give me an opinion on the next episode. But um, it's Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Chris Tucker. You know, there's a lot of people in this. Wow. Yeah. Chris Tucker. Viola hey, Davis ben. is is uh, Michael Jordan's mother. Who directed it? Uh, ben Affleck. Oh, it's Ben's new movie. It's, I, bet yeah. it, I bet it. I bet it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm ben, sure it is. Ben's a Ben's a great director. Yeah. And and he's it's a great director. It's a cool you know, premise. I, just, for a his, movie. I think he's better when he doesn't put himself in it, but it doesn't sound like he's front and center in this. No, I'm pretty sure Matt Damon is like the lead. Yeah. So I'm in. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen it yet, but I'm in. Watch I'll the trailer. You, I'll give you a real. Uh, I forget yeah. when it even comes out. I'm I'm definitely gonna see it. April fifth. So. Oh yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about this. You'd think I like don't live where I live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In Hollywood, California, and no. focus this... primarily on basketball. Right. I mean, not that yeah. this is like this isn't a current basketball movie, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's a big happening, and it's your Boston boy, dude. Boys, my guy, my guy who kicked me in the back of my shoes at the <laughs> lake again. <laughs> That's your claim to fame, right there. A big-footed idiot. Ben Affleck kicked me in the back of my shoes, guy. Why did he... That's... Okay, this is why he hosted the celebrity game. I get it now. Because he's like... He, what, I have a movie... Yeah, it's for movie promo okay. reasons. All right. Well, it's still so weird that he hosted the, like, the celebrity game. Well, I'm sure he had much more... He had a way more fun time at that than he did at the... Uh, the Grammys or whatever it was that he was at with J-Lo and he was, like, miserable at. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, yeah. That guy must hate award shows. <laughs> it seemed like it on on uh, on TV, but I'm sure that the camera is deceiving also. I wouldn't she, want a camera she, in my face, even, I'll tell you that. Did she even win anything? I don't know. I, I don't oh, believe so, but. I hope she did, for Ben's sake. <laughs> We felt like there was a little more reason for him to be there. Yeah. Well, Jesus. We'll see uh, how this Bruins game ends. Yep. 
Not entirely sure what's going to happen now, but um, as we as we speak, Patrice Bergeron just got decked right in the face. So I'm going to go Yikes. watch this and make sure that he's not dead. All right, let's do that. I'm going to get on that too. All right, go bees and go bees, go C's, baby. Get it, get it back together. Let's go. Go badger. Go badger.